bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And now I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. It is Truth in the Afternoon here on the new 1017 The Truth with Dr. Ken Harris. Dr. Ken Harris is on assignment. My name is Kyle Wallace, and with me is Serena B. And we are filling in today here on Truth in the Afternoon. We are live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue at the heart of downtown Milwaukee, 833. 833- 212-1017. That is how you can chime in on a conversation. You can hit us on a talk and text line or you can give us a call. But also, I want to remind you, never miss a show by streaming us on all, I should say, many, multiple platforms. The Truth app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. That makes sure that you can never, ever miss one of our shows here. And before we went to break there at the top of the hour, Serena, we were having a conversation about it really stemmed from my experience of asking you of me going to certain places and not feeling very comfortable mm-hmm. in certain areas when it comes to being around some white people and not just feeling yeah. all very comfortable. And I, I did say, I don't know if it's racism. I think it's more of a classism thing because of the fact that I feel perfectly comfortable around middle class and upper middle class white folks. I, mm-hmm. I do. Like, I don't have any issues, you know, at least the ones that I know, but being in Greenfield and being in Menominee Falls and seeing, seeing them some flannel shirts and seeing some Wrangler jeans <laughs> oh, and seeing some of them boots and, Lord, not the flannel. and seeing the beer in hand and not the wine <laughs> in hand and just some areas, just, it just, you know, just some things about the personalities and the yeah. energy that I get when I'm around, I just don't really feel at home or comfortable. So that's, you know, I don't think I'm wrong for that. Am I? No, I mean, okay. Well, a little bit because oh, wow. the flannel, okay. th- the flannel thing got me because you ain't never been to a bonfire and I've, everybody's I've wearing flannel. Sure. Okay. was talking about a flannel. I've okay. worn a flannel before. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've been around. I think, I think the media has, um, I mean, there there's certainly a stereotype and all stereotypes ring true. And I think over the past six years since Trump has become president that we've seen a prevalence of white folks, lower lower class white folks come out and they're the ones who are marching with lanterns, right? Like that's what we're seeing. Jews would not replace us. Rioting at the Capitol. So I, I, I understand where I guess maybe some of those 
predis what is the word? <laughs> yeah, I think you got it right. <laughs> Thank you. Pre predisposed to have a, sort of like tense up around people that look like that. However, I just don't. Well, I just don't. You were I uncomfortable prefer, enough. My preference. You were my, uncomfortable. My preference is I would Sorry, rather your preference. I would rather go to Jack Pandles or or Three Lions Pub than go to somewhere on the south. No, side. I get I get it. I understand it. I think just because that was my like my environment that I I don't worry about that as much. But I will say like. Sometimes that stereotype rings true. It just does. But I think that it's not, it's not unconscious bias. I mean, it is unconscious bias a little bit from your end, I think. Eight three three, yeah, probably eight three three two one two one zero one seven. We were just about to get to Eddie. I was very interested to see what he said. He hung up on that one. Oh, but that, Eddie, that is that is okay. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Call back, Eddie. As we're having this conversation and just hitting the talking text line here. Um, Chloe Marie, she shared here that interesting topic. The controversy, in my opinion, is it spirit real? Reckon recognizing real i never really received any racism but on the surface level but i'm still leery of by the way my okay i'm still leery of them i actually think that's what that's supposed to be right this talking right. text be getting me i'm not used to this by the way michael mech said only a fool would let his enemy educate his children so i guess that's maybe a shot at you know where i might send my future children to yeah sure and then also here on the talking text line, 833-212-1017, this gentleman named Omar, Omar said, I was not disrespectful to Al. He must be the person that they were talking about earlier uh, being disrespectful to Al. But he had a question for me, Serena. We yeah. know what this question is. He says, my question for you, Kyle, I respect your pro-blackness, but how pro-black can we afford to be if the whites, as in they, he said, are cutting your checks? Let me repeat oh, that. Wow. My question for you, Kyle, I respect your pro-blackness. But how pro-black can we afford to be if they are cutting your checks? And so well, this is what I'll say to that is that this I'm pro-black. I'm, I'm all for black. Mm -hmm. But again, I have no problem with white people. Like I legitimately. Right. You're, I, not, I, I you're not saying cut and, them off. Let's <laughs> and, and, no, and let's and let's be very clear. The white person cutting my check is not the white person I feel uncomfortable around. Yeah. Craig Carmerson, a founder and CEO who I do a show with every Sunday, Sunday Karma with Craig Carmerson on 94.5 ESPN from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. You can listen to that all the time. But I don't, I, that's not the issue. I feel yeah. good. I feel right, right, oh, right. In this it's a certain space. class yeah. of white people that you're saying. It, but what I'm, what I'm urging you to do is, okay. is maybe get out of your comfort zone and you might find, if you want to go sit at a bar in Kadahi, with me you might find that it's not last so bad. time off that way I saw it's a not so heads. bad serena i saw a crackhead but who you know who's not a crackhead in, in cut hay? no not cut hay and it was in west dallas but you know who's not a crackhead Stylus. who's not a crackhead kyle eddie's not a crackhead <laughs> to my knowledge eddie you're on the new 1017 the truth what's your thoughts and comments on this I am not a crackhead. I would never do anything like crack or coke or anything like that. I'm just too I straight. didn't believe that. I didn't believe that. Straight. All right. Eddie, Eddie, what are your thoughts on this topic? Where do I start with this? I don't know. Eddie, Tell us. Before you go, just through, dive Eddie, in. I think you're on my side, Eddie, and I want you to prove that you're on my side. Let's hear it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm on your side. Let me throw this. Let me throw this at you. First of all, there is a double standard in this racial etiquette, okay? For example, you guys, and I, I you know, I'm on the station all the time. I like the station. I like being the uh, kind of counterpoint Caucasian guy who won't buy in, okay? And I love that. You guys should be paying me. But my point is, 
Yeah, or I should have my own show. Uh, my point is, is that you guys are able to say, hey, I don't get along with white people. What's the gig with that? Do you ever feel uncomfortable? I could never do that as a white guy. I'd literally be pulled off the air because of the racial etiquette, i.e., the double standard that exists. So here's my gig. White people are not looking to get down on black people. I'm a white guy. I'm a straight, white, heterosexual, conservative, right-wing Republican male, and I'm not ashamed of it like other guys. Other guys hide it because they know they're going to face some kind of social repercussion. But I've already hit rock bottom, so I can't fall any farther, right? Okay? So the reality of the situation is if you treat some, let's say, Kyle, you go someplace, a group of white guys, and you can tell that one be of them very specific, want you around. Be very specific about the place that I'm going so we can really create a real scenario. So where am I going? Because I can tell you how I feel. Where you're am going, I going? You're going to a bar. You're going to a bar in, in what West city? Dallas or Greenfield. Okay, West Dallas or Greenfield. West okay, we, we painted the picture. All right, there we go. Everybody has been exposed, good or bad, every white person, to black males. But if you're a cool dude, they go out of their way because they're so relieved you're a cool dude and not angsty and not looking for a fight and that kind of thing because that that exists. And One I of the good ones. So if they're one of the good ones, then then there were. I mean, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I agree with you. I've been in lots of bars where people will come over, and it's almost like they're. It's because they're uncomfortable that they're almost relieved, and I've gotten a lot of free drinks that way. But go ahead. Okay, but there's some truth. When I grew up, there was a thing between blacks and whites, but white people weren't spurring it. It was the gang of six black guys walking down the street when you were alone. That's when everything went down. To say that it didn't is a lie. And I know when I talked to all my friends, we would, you know, we have no problem. The idea that skin color has anything to do with it is just, it's like Wait a minute. Okay, can I, can Nobody I just, can, hold on, Eddie, can I just interject? Cause I want you to, I want, I really want you to sure. address this question because what, so I just want to yeah. ask you a quick question. Am I racist or am I classist? Because I didn't, I specifically said, I said areas. You said West Dallas and Greenfield because you understood my discomfort in being in certain areas. Well, I said I have no issue with hanging out in Shorewood. I have no issue with hanging out in Brookfield. I have no issue with hanging out in Mequon. I have no issue with hanging out in Fox Point. I don't let that guy, I'll be happy to hang out in them areas. But when you go a little bit south to Kuda, Kuda, what do you say? What do you call it? <laughs> Kadahi. Kadahi. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, you talk about West Dallas, <laughs> West Dallas, South South Milwaukee. Eh, not really my cup of tea. I don't think I'm wrong for saying that. Uh, I, well, I, I think if you would have said that in 1978 or 1990 or not, sorry, 1978, 1979, early, not even the early 80s. Let's, I'll give you the early 80s. You might have a point, but even amongst white people, if I go to an all-white party. And I say something critical about African American males, about all the all the violence on Twenty First and Capitol and Thirty Six and Silver Spring. You know what I'm saying? Even a white person at an all white party will might admonish me. Okay, well, Eddie. You know, okay, say, hey, well, tell, answer this for me. Answer this question for me. So, tell me this: for you, is there a certain group yes. of white people 
that you don't always feel the most comfortable around because you're like, oh, they're judging me or, oh, those people are, you know, they're this or that. Are there, do you have a, a little judgment when it comes to white population or are you just like, I'm cool and friends with everybody? No, well, I used to think that, but I was naive to think that. How old were you? Because you know, what? I know you're almost sixty, and you're significantly older than me. So maybe I still need to grow. So how old were you? You felt that way? Uh, well, hold on a second. It just ended. Maybe, maybe when I'm fifty-seven on November second, I'll be fifty-seven. Congratulations. So, um, thank you. I think I was naive till I was about forty-six or forty-eight. I always had hope. I always thought I got something time. happened. Oh, this is. This is the exception to the rule. So, exactly. So, so, Eddie, Eddie, so really, at the end of the day, I told you, didn't I tell you when you came on? I said, I think you would agree with me, and you did. Listen, you, it took you until you were 47, 46. I still got about 15-some years for me to be able to grow acceptance with everybody. And I'm not just, and listen, we can talk about this as well. I ain't hanging around all black people neither. I'll be honest. I have a certain people that I'm hanging around. I'm going to keep it 100. It is what it okay, is. Okay, at least you said, at least you Eddie, said that. Eddie, at least so, you said that. Eddie, I appreciate you joining us Thanks, for this conversation Eddie. today. Thank you so much. I'm going to take you around to some, some, uh, Rural dive bars up in Fredonia. I went up north somewhere. Anago. I forgot where I went. I went somewhere. Crivets. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. I would. You know what happens is. You know what happens when you go to those places. They're not used. They to buy seeing, you a drink. Well, no, that. But they're not used to being around brothers. No, they're and not. So you're this foreign thing that they don't know. And, and we they, all know how the ladies feel. And when they, you I see went, a brother. I went up to a <laughs> bar, and it, I'm telling you, I went up to a bar, and all them white women, old white they women, love was all it. this old woman. That's a stereotype that rings true. Nobody, no. nobody could tell me anything uh, different. Her face was wrinkly, but I was. She was touching me. I said, "Wait a minute, mama." <laughs> I don't really know if you were Milford now, but hold on. That's time. I was grandson. like, sweet Caroline. No, I, I, oh, I, you know, oh, oh. I sure was. I sure was. <laughs> hey, we're having a great conversation here on the new 1017 The Truth. Make sure you keep it locked. Winky Blue G, we see you all on the other line. 833-212-1017. If you have any thoughts or com- comments on our conversation, talking about racism versus classism and feeling comfortable in certain spaces, I'm Kyle Wallace. She's Serena B. We'll have more on the other side. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. Can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere. Might as well go ahead and start here. We didn't have a hell of a year. I'ma make it count why I'm here. God is the only man I fear. They training officers, the killers, then shooting protesters with these rubber bullets. They regular people. I know that they feel as these scars. It is truth in the afternoon. With Dr. Ken Harris. Dr. Ken Harris is on assignment. My name is Kyle Wallace, and with me is Serena B. As we are filling in for Dr. Ken Harris, who will return on Monday. And Serena, what are we having this conversation about today? I, I, don't, oh, man. I don't think I should say anything because I'm getting killed. Kyle, Kyle, to you know, he's, he's digging himself a hole, but it's okay. I'll explain it to you guys. Kyle feels uncomfortable in this, I guess, in the, in the exurbs in with certain class of white folks. So basically, he's saying... Poor white folks. Let's just be honest. Yes, and we could put lower, that, yeah. lower middle class white folks. He feels uncomfortable. I think it's because of how they've been portrayed in the media. And while stereotype Maybe. stereotypes do ring true, yeah, most of the time people are good people. But I feel most comfortable. I feel comfortable about around the middle class. Yeah, you feel class because you went to school there in Whitefish Bay I, and I, things like that. So yeah. I'm saying you shouldn't feel uncomfortable. And if you do, then you need to get out of your comfort zone more often. I mean that's a big task. And that's, that's why I'm. That's a big task. I'll take him and and 
Your friends. Yeah. Your yeah. friends. You can take my friend, my friend, my friends. <laughs> to Kadahi. Let, let me tell you something. Or St. Francis. Let me tell you. My, yeah. My, and DC lived down the street. Well, so we could just all get together and have a little truth outing. That's fine. Because you know, let me tell you, my friends that I went to school with, they we'll have, do the karaoke. Same, have the same feelings I do. So Play like hammerschlagen. Yeah. You don't know what that is. I don't. <laughs> who's, who's next? You the hammerschlagen. All right. I don't know. We got G on the line. Uh, G, how do you feel about this topic? Is Kyle in the wrong? Am I right? I'm always right. Wait, wait, wait. Mm, we we not, not, wait. not necessarily. Okay, okay cool. Okay, I, fine. Yeah, I'll Fair enough. Not, not necessarily. <laughs> I just, um, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I just kind of tuned in, kind of late. But I, uh, I, uh, I just always had. Uh, I, I listen to the, the show a lot. I've always had issues with uh, that caller named Eddie, for the simple fact that why did he have to describe himself as white, heterosexual? Trump supporter. That sounds like uh, something that one of the Proud Boys would describe themselves as. I'm, I'm sorry, it just uh, I just think Eddie is a, is a racist individual, and I just think it's really sad because I listen to him a lot uh, when he calls um, Tory Lowe's show. You know, just by his his attitude and demeanor, and I think that's just just uh, uh, sad for people like that. Um, and I like like my parents. Uh, I'm 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 older than Eddie. And my parents uh, are from the South. They 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 told me stories about how they how they were treated. Uh, really, my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't raise us uh, to be to be racist. They raised us to to love everyone and, and care for everyone because you know it, that that's what it's about. It, it's really not about color. But then again, it is about color because there there are people that make it a point of of color. You know, by the stereotypes. Uh, where you go, where you go shop, you know, sure. how you treat it by others, you know. So that that's just an issue that, that I have. And that, that any individual, you know, I, I don't know him, of course, but just I do listen to him when he does call. And, and um, he is just he I, I, I just I, he just he says a lot of racial undertones that I don't think people pick up on, like the. I'm a white, heterosexual, proud uh, male. You know, I mean, who who cares about mm-hmm. what, what, you know, the Trump supporter and all that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I get uh, kind of fed up with with his uh, conversation a lot, you know. But like I said, when, when you go other outside, you know, uh, other areas of the other state, you know, it's, it's how people treat you. You know, you, you should be able to fit in, whether it's a, so-called poor people, which I, I don't even like that term, but you know, uh, just it's just the way people treat you. If, if they, they'll let, they'll let you know if you're accepted, you know, then if somebody accepts you, you can just automatically, uh, you know, get a, get along with somebody. But when they, you know, people come at you wrong and start stereotyping you because of the negativity that that are, is portrayed about our city, Milwaukee, uh, especially the outlying areas, like if they they see a group of. Uh, a group of us going out for dinner or something, you know, they, you know, they're automatically going to stereotype you like we're, we're poor tippers, just all kind of stuff, you know, that that goes along with, with the, the racist undertones that we all have to deal with, that we all have to deal with. Cause I've dealt with it in my lifetime, you know, but I just try to accept people for who they are, you know, uh, black, white, whatever, you know, so that does just, uh, my comment, you know. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate I appreciate that, and I, I'm I'm more along uh, the lines of of G for sure. Yeah, thank no, I, I like I like what you're saying. That's how I feel. I, again, maybe because I've been poor, <laughs> I had moments. You know, uh, I have moments where you know maybe people were looking yeah. at me like, oh, certain yeah, way, look at this. 
or a young Browns gang or I mean, you when, know, I don't know. Uh, maybe you well, you like Dave Chappelle when Dave Chappelle said about the people from West Virginia with their cold smeared faces. Yeah, remember that? Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was so funny because I can I can. Have you ever it. been to cold country? I I, I have. I, my ex used to go to uh, what she graduated from West Virginia. Oh, for, uh, from grad school. And so oh, I went dang. there for graduation. So I went been, there. I, yeah, but, So I went. I was at the highway fifty two. It was it was it was a little different down there. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it is, but they're. I mean, they're so poor. Yeah. I mean, no. That very, poverty is jarring. But but they vote Republican, and people talk do. about Milwaukee and the city and they all do. all these. And Democrats I, you know, and, I understand how they they feel about Eddie. I feel like I know a lot of people like Eddie, and I, I hope that we welcome all kind of viewpoints here. And I th- I don't even think Eddie understands the racial undertones that he gives off. No, he sometimes. does. But no, it's I, I maybe like he does. Because, I, but he's a contrarian. I mean, he, he he's he trying can. to to uh, yes. ruffle your feathers a little bit. So you know, but that's just the perspective is important because it Eddie is. shares a perspective that many people have. And I would say, twenty years ago, we could not have predicted what we would have saw in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the the thing that got me and it will never ever move from my mind is in Charles was it was it Charleston South Carolina but in South Carolina where the Jews would not replace me when yeah. they were walking up and down with the yes. tiki torches and they were being right. hateful in Charlottesville that, yeah, Charlottesville thank yep. you so much in South mm-hmm. Carolina that will not kind of ever go from my mind and my memory because of the fact that that was a group of people that openly in this time went around and openly talked about hate yeah. so that never ever ever will go out of my mind 833-212-1017 we're going to take Sandra here Sandra you are on the new 1017 The Truth what are your thoughts and comments on what we're talking about today uh hi Hi, Sandra. Hey, Sandra. Okay, I'm going to... How you doing? Excellent. I want to hear what you got to say. My comment? <laughs> well, my comment is, um, like, I've lived here basically all my life. I grew... I, I was born in Mississippi, but my parents came up here when I was 18 months. I'm 73 now. And so I had a chance to, when I, when I started kindergarten, you know, it was basically where I lived. It was basically, uh, you know, white people. So we never had no problems, you know. Um, I think the problem came in when the grown-ups uh, started putting up signs and saying, we're not, uh, we're moving to, we like it here, we're not moving to suburbia. So at that point, I guess that racism started kicking in. I know it started kicking in because I was young and I didn't really know what was happening. But I didn't know it, it was this big feud about uh, uh, black people being too close to them, living next door or whatever. But um, my parents, they never, they they were from the South, but they never brought up any problems that they had. In fact, my grandmothers was nannies, my my aunts, nannies. And because uh, they, of course, they were down South and they took care of white people's kids. And my grandmother came up here uh, to Chicago and, she, and she's got a picture of her self, you know, taking care of white people's kids. So I really, you know, I didn't grow up with prejudices, but after I started seeing how they're doing black people through all this systemic racism, redlining, and your insurance companies dropping you and stuff because you live in the inner city, uh, then I started getting mad. It started making me want to be more of an activist, not 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 hate somebody, but be an activist because we want our children to grow up too and have a nice college education, be comfortable, don't have to go somewhere fighting, you know, with somebody because you call me this word or that word. And I worked at Allen Bradley for 37 and a half years. They, I never had a problem. Nobody ever called me out of my name. Never. 
like some people say, but I did have an incident not too long ago. I went up to West Bend where I was in a parking lot. West and Bend. A couple. Let me tell you about yeah, West Bend. Close, yeah, they wouldn't <laughs> close the car door. Uh-huh. Go, uh, what'd you say? Oh, go ahead. I, I've had a lot of experiences in West no. Bend as well growing up. Okay, because that's the first time I've been there. I went mm. up there with my sister-in-law, and we just went up to uh, change our license and get that real ID. And I really... You know, I don't go up that way. I don't have no reason to. But anyways, when I got up there, uh, I was well, I was there first. And then when I came out of City Hall, uh, this uh, white couple was parked next door, you know, to my car. And then the guy, he was on the side, the right side, and the lady, she was driving. So the guy wouldn't close his door so I can get in my side of the car when I came. So I went over to his uh, lady, and then she threw her fingers up as if to say, you wait, you know, till I get finished. But I had my sister-in-law in there. My sister-in-law don't play. You know, she's ready for words. And she marched <laughs> over there and slammed the door. <laughs> but I'm a person, I, I would have said I, I would go back into the city hall and let them deal with it. That's how, yeah, you know, I, I sure. think before I start acting. Yeah. That's good. So well, we, uh, that's, we, that's basically what I wanted to say. Yeah, well, uh-huh. we appreciate you calling in, Miss Sandra. Okay. Thank you. So you all have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Miss Sandra, we appreciate that. Winky Blue, we see you on the other side, but we are going to have more conversations when we come back. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon here on the new 1017 The Truth. Dr. Ken Harris is on assignment. I am Kyle Walls, and with me is Serena B., and we're having a thought-provoking conversation on race and class. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Yeah, life. Life is the only thing we need. They need me to go, but I don't want to leave. Rest in peace, little kid. Pigeonhole, I'm a night out. It's a different mode. I'ma have to make a pain of six on a pinky toe. Heard you with a shooting guard. Just let it know. I would have your court side, not the middle row. All good love in a minute, though. I can't stress about no because I'm a timid soul. Plus I'm cooking up ambition on the kitchen stove Pots start to bubble, see the suds, that good to go Say I'm suave, but I can't get recold Bro, think he John Wayne, I bought them yellow stones Love the way they hang, babe The silicone, everybody fake now You could crack the code, bust down everything Set in rose gold, dread talking to you Like I'm J. Cole, I could tell that What's going on, Milwaukee? You're listening to 1017 The Truth, live from American Family Insurance Studios here at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. If you're just tuning in, Kyle is uh, here with me, Serena B. We're filling in for Dr. Ken Harris, who is out on assignment, and we're talking about feeling uncomfortable around different groups of people. In this case, Kyle went out to Menominee Falls. He went out to Olive Garden, felt very uncomfortable around lower class white folks. And I had to call him out on it. And but, Greenfield. And Greenfield. <laughs> but I want to know what you guys think. You can call in at 833-212-1017. And we have Winky Blue on the line. Winky, what are your thoughts on Kyle's experience here? My, 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 my comment to Kyle is uh, just don't go there no more, bro. Yeah. Simple. I, I like, <laughs> he said I, one and done. I like Olive Garden. and I mean, not so much. I could, you know, Red Lobster, I really don't. 
care for. But I like me some Olive Garden. I go like once or twice a year. Go to the one out on 76th Street, man. Yeah. Olive Garden. On 76, uh, 76 yeah, by the uh, next right door to up Best Buy. No, you 76 and what? Uh, I like guess that's right, right by, by Yeah, by well, wherever it's at. Right, right by Best Buy on 76. Take Highway 43 there and get off on uh, 87th Street and come back, uh, 84th Street, I guess, and come Olive back Garden, there. Olive Garden, 76 and what? It's on seven. It's like right on seventy six. It's okay, just down the road from the Red Lobster that you went to. Wait, okay. I don't want to go on the south side. Okay, well, well, then oh, you out of luck. Like <laughs> no free okay. breadsticks oh, for all you. Right, all right, all right. What are, what are we gonna say <laughs> with you now? Okay, then I have. I also have another comment that um, when 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 it, this is all about competing, man. Uh, this this country, the world, is all about competing. Mm. Okay. Uh, sports is a competing type of idea. So when you see other nationalities and other groups, other ethnic groups that are competing for your spot or for the top spot, it's only uh, a competitive, a competitive game uh, of, of life, man. Uh, everybody's competing, and once you forget that this is a competing uh, test, then you wind up on the bottom. You wind up being a loser. You wind up being the last across the finish line. And that's where we're at. So if we took a playbook out of white America and played that, then we wouldn't find ourselves in the political uh, uh, realm of things, not being, uh, not given the desired things that we would like to have in this society here in America. We would find ourselves having a, a more stronger uh, 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 opinion and a more stronger uh, voice in the political field. Then I have another thing. Uh, uh, somebody called in and they said something maybe uh, not too cool to Al. And everybody said, why are you disrespecting Al? Listen, Al is Al in a protective class of people uh, because Al gets away with a lot of things. And I don't like to call names and bad blame, man, but in this case, I will. Uh, you know, this brother calls in and he get away with a lot of stuff, man, that naturally shouldn't be said. He talk about grabbing ice picks and stabbing your slave. How do we get away? How do we get down? What, what, how, how does this happen? We, because, because we were talking about, I heard somebody earlier talking about that. He, he had been disrespected and everybody on the, on the set said, Oh yeah, you couldn't disrespect that. So I don't know if he's in a protected class or not. However, I'll tell you this right here. Uh -huh. I've heard a lot of things. I've heard a lot of things. You the producer that I mean the uh, engineer. I mean not the engineer, but the uh, program director or something. I think I think you got some big. You I, got some, I uh, do a lot of different uh, things around here, Winky. A lot. I do a lot. <laughs> and I'm glad to hear you back on the radio, man. Because you know I missed you. Because you kind of fiery. You know? I, well, but, uh, I, I, I appreciate you, that. Well, this is what I'm going to say, man, and then I'm going to get out of there. I don't think he's in a protected class, and I think if a person calls in and speaks his truth, that's it. And Eddie is a feature to this program. I think uh, I'm a feature to this program. I think even Al uh, is, a, is a feature to this program. There's a lot of people that people, believe it or not, call in to hear just knuckleheads like me what I'm going to say today, you know, if I call in that day. You know, so I think uh, Al does, I mean, uh, 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 Eddie does have some undertone to show his, his superior. Uh, 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 he, he thinks superiority over the black man, and he called in and he chopped it up, and I kind of like him. You did, because I get around, I get oh, around guys. Oh, Winky, like uh, no, uh, time out, wait a minute, Winky, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
you so so this is that's the type of person you like because here here I am talking about the type of I don't like. Let me tell you something. I would never hang around Eddie. Never. He, he, and, and, but this is what he's Not, saying is he values all of those different voices. I don't being on air here. No, but he likes as do I. You, you want to hang as around? As do I. Eddie. Why would you want to hang Winky around somebody Blue. like Eddie? Blue Eddie Blue. seems exhausting. Blue. Brother Carl, you hang around with them right now and don't even know it. They don't even say it. You hang around. You might work no, with them right no, now. No. I, I don't know, know about. I, I, I can't. I can't say work. I don't know everybody personally, but I can say <laughs> hanging around. I can tell. I can tell you my my group of friends that I hang around that. And and I tell you this. He says he owns a painting business. That's something I like entrepreneurship. Most of I don't the, believe he owns a painting business. He, probably, he, may, he, he may be a painter, business. but I'll say this. The most of the ones of the white friends, most of the because at this age where I'm at in my life at the age of 32, either it's somebody I've been running with since I was young or somebody that could potentially benefit me as somebody I would call a friend as somebody where it's business or something that's beneficial to me where they can introduce me to something and I can enjoy the conversation we have. But other than that, yeah, no, Eddie ain't Eddie ain't one because all the white folks I hang with, they 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 don't they don't don't, don't pop off. Yeah, no, I don't. No new friends is real. Do you think Donald Trump is a racist? Do I think Donald Trump is a racist? I think Donald Trump. You really want to know? I think He's Donald an Trump. And I think yes, him, Tim Michaels. I think all of them dis- have disdain and distaste for poor white people, just like just many as other- much as they do P- black people. They I don't, do. They don't enjoy unless they've done something around. extraordinary because they, they are- have no problem with the celebrities. No, ex- oh yeah, like, right. Exactly. No, that's true. But it's true. because it's advantageous have- to their status. Exactly. They don't. They're opportunists. Listen, I, mark my words. If Tim Michael loses this. No, Joe. Listen, Joe Biden's been a public servant his entire life. He don't want to hang around people either. He's a, he's an elitist as well. But mark my word, if Tim Michaels loses his election, he'll do the exact same thing that Mary Burke did when she lost her election: disappear. Amen. I hope so. Perhaps, Perhaps <laughs> you're right. But remember Thank. one thing: this. I gotta go, but I think I hope Tim Michaels wins. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, yeah, everybody has. Well, that. as we said, we value all opinions on this show. <laughs> yeah, we do. Man. All right, we, I have no real. Horse we in the appreciate race. you calling in. Wow, you got people fired up today, Kyle. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I really just had a question. Are you an elitist? Am I elitist? No, but as you're we saying, Ky- before, I think Kyle's an elitist. This is, <laughs> this is this is this is the conclusion that I came to about myself, okay. and I, I appreciate. It. It. I want to hear what you got to so, say. So eight three three two one two one zero one seven. That is the truth talking text line, and I came to this conclusion today after people calling me out and saying that I may be racist or I may be classes or somebody even said I'm Kanye West. Hey, I've been called all types of names today, and it is what it is. But at the end of the day, what I realized about myself through this conversation, Serena B, was this is that I think I come from a perspective of privilege by looking down on others Mm. based off the fact of where I grew up and interacted and when it comes to socially. So I think I somehow took on this privileged mindset of looking down on specifically white people. I really don't look down on uh, on poor blacks or lower class black people because when I look at lower class black people, I think of ways that we can uplift them. And I feel for most people in lower class people in, as a whole oh, okay. as a whole for okay. the most part okay. but I think I took on that perspective or privilege that those in the North Shore whites have when it comes to when they look at people from the South Side I think and it's unfortunate and it's not everybody because let me tell you there's a lot of money on the South there's Side there's one difference Oak Creek and all that yes finish what you're saying there's one difference but yeah that, 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 that I just come from a perspective for privilege so it's this classist perspective that I have that comes from potentially the privilege of hanging around people that have are well to do. 
99% of people in the North Shore don't even know they're privileged. I had no idea that I grew up in such a privileged really? life until probably the past couple of years. Really? Where I really realized. See, I knew they, I knew they was So privileged. that's the difference. I, I you recognize, recognize it. it. Yeah, yeah. We don't even think about it. Well, I mean, let me get it straight. I understand. My, I have privilege, but I, I don't have privilege like they have. Because let me tell you, when I, I did get a car, I got a hand-me-down car in high school, a 1991 Volvo that my parents bought for like $4,000 or it might have been less than that. And that my brother drove and then I drove and, you know. That I mean, here's, here's the thing, though. Okay, let me look about that. Because there is this idea that if you're white, that you're a wealthy, right? So we, we know that's not the case. Not right? true at all. It's, we got every socioeconomic class, just like any other racial group. And then that they have no problems, that white people don't have any problems. Not true at they all. They all have problems. They all the, the same kind of all the time. problems that we have. Hey, the, the, the husband sleeping We have a the lot more in common than, than you probably would realize. No, this so I'm saying, give, what I'm saying though is now that you know that, now uh -huh. that you have this privileged perspective, you got to give people a chance and and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Step out of your comfort zone every now and then. Come down to Kadahi. All right, well, maybe I'll come down to Kadahi. We'll talk. Marinate about that. on that. I'll marinate on that. <laughs> Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, who is on assignment. I am Kyle Wallace. She's Serena B. We'll be back on the other side. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Never gonna let me fill in no more. Never, ever, ever again. Woo! Ratchet, I'm gonna start calling you Ratchet Kyle. You can call me Ratchet Kyle. I do like this Ratchet type Kyle. of music. I love it. Kyle Ratchet. Yeah, yeah. Ratchet Kyle and Serena B. Oh, what you twerking with? <laughs> Oh man, I love it. <laughs> love it. I don't even like French Montana like that. But truth in the afternoon. The show was good. I went to oh, the show at Summerfest. Yeah, I mean, my son and I. I had to play it cool. You know, I was dancing and I was like, oh, I can't really be turning up like that. What? What? I mean, with my son, I'm gonna twerk something with my son more, right no, there. You know more, more of the music than he do. <laughs> You ain't going to twerk something with your son. Nah, now. nah. I had to chill out a little bit. Nah, nah. <laughs> I feel you on that. I feel you. All right. Truth in the afternoon here on the new one on Seven Truth. I'm Kyle Wells. With me is Serena B, who wasn't twerking something at the French Montana concert because her son was there with her. As we're wrapping up here on. the last couple minutes of the show, we're going to run through our top five here at 552. Uh, DZ, can you hit us here with... Uh, number five. Number five. Serena, I'll start here with number five. And the number right. five story that I have here... Elon Musk buys Twitter, and Ye is back on Twitter. Oh, he's back. Kanye's back. Cheddar. That's not to be celebrated. Kanye Cheddar is back. They tried to ban him, but now that Elon Musk has bought it, Kanye Cheddar is back on Twitter. His account, account was restored at 210 a day before the acquisition. Oh, right before the acquisition. And they did not consult. Okay, all right, all right. So maybe Elon Musk didn't agree with this, but it was restored. It sure was, so... 
Yeah. And I, now Twitter goes downhill from here. You know, oh, oh yeah. He fired he fired <laughs> the top three execs already who got four. pretty oh four. Yes. Yeah, they got a pretty payday. So we'll see. I I'm not an Elon Musk hater, but you know, I, yeah. he, he, he's he's mm. he's problematic. Though. He's up there with like Trump and Kanye. He's, for me. he's problematic, but he does like Smart good, man, he does good things. So like Ukraine, he, he gave him. He does. You know, so yeah, it's tough. But what's your conflicting figure? Number four. All right. So under a new city law that goes into effect on Tuesday, nearly every company in New York City will be required to post salary ranges for job postings, both those shared on public sites and on internal bulletin boards, which I think. Every job, every company should do, because I think the fact that candidates are left in the dark, sometimes you have to go through the whole interview process. Sometimes that can be two to three interviews. And then you find out it's not even worth nine dollars an hour. It's not worth your time. So I think this is a really good move. I know that a lot of other cities are seeing how this new sweeping rule that goes into effect uh, impacts uh, the job, you know, the hiring landscape from here on out. So I think it's a good thing. I think a lot of other cities will follow suit. I'm all with it. Number three. The State Department of Transportation and Mayor Cavalier Johnson launched a partnership with Milwaukee Bucks forward Bobby Portis on Thursday, which will campaign to put an end to reckless driving in the city. A record 107 people were killed on the city streets in 2020, followed by 87 in 2021 and 62 so far this year. Shout out to Bobby Portis. Shout out to the city. I mean, will it work? We'll see. But at least Bobby Portis trying to put his face on it. He's known with the kids. So I think it's a good idea. He's got so much love for Milwaukee. Yes. Yes. All right. Number two. Number two. After weeks and months of rumors, Giselle and Tom Brady officially filed for divorce and their settlement has been settled. $733 million in assets that they have to split between them. They'll have joint custody and they both are officially single. Brady back in the streets. That's probably why he's playing so bad. But you know what? You know why Brady should have never thought it was going to work? Any woman that's not willing to hyphenate her last name, oh, at least Lord. take your name. Oh, she Lord. gonna leave. She ain't committed, DZ. She ain't committed, Serena B. She has more net worth than he she does. She does, but she wasn't committed, <laughs> and she, she knew it. And she knew it. Let's get to number, number one. one. Well, number one story. There was two of them because you got you got Nancy Pelosi's husband getting hit with a hammer. Yeah, terrible. That, that was like the number one story. But so definitely look into that. It looks like she was the intended target. Somebody broke into their house in uh, I think it's San Francisco, California. San Francisco, San Francisco and uh, hit. Beat her husband with a hammer, so he's doing all right. But the real number one story for me is, I know y'all listen to the Tory Lowe show. Love my boy Tory Lowe. Shout out to him. Barack Obama's coming to Milwaukee tomorrow. So regardless of how you feel about politics, the first Hope black change. president. Yeah, the first black president will be at North Division High School tomorrow campaigning with Tony Evers and also campaigning with Mandela Barnes, Sarah Rodriguez, Josh Call. Definitely you have an opportunity, definitely go and do that and visit that. But Serena B, thank you so much for Thank you for having me. You no, know, thanks for letting thanks for doing this and riding with me for the last two days. I hope you didn't your opinion of me didn't change too much. Nah, you good. Well, cool. DZ, I appreciate <laughs> you. Milwaukee, y'all have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the best of, and we will see you on Monday with MK. In the morning.